Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. We are at the end of our Courageous Faith summer sermon series focusing on the book of Acts and the courage it takes to be a Christ follower using the example of the early church and their bold, courageous actions of faith. Paul welcomed all he met and all who came to him with boldness and without hindrance. We too have an opportunity to live into bold welcome here in our church and beyond. In this message of the week from July 4th, Pastor Jen Tyler shares from the book of Acts chapter 28 and the story of Paul and Rome and what radical welcome looks like. Here is the First Church Message of the Week. Well, we are going to continue on here with our last week of our Courageous Faith Sermon Series. And so as we prepare to do that, why don't you join with me as we pray together. Gracious and loving God, in this time together, might you open our ears anew that we might hear you more clearly. Open our eyes that we might see you more clearly and our hearts that we might love you more deeply as you rid us from any and all distractions so that all that we see and hear and know and feel and speak are of you. Amen. So as you may well know, over the last couple of months, we have been working our way through the book of Acts in the New Testament, talking about the courageous faith of some of the earliest followers of Jesus. Now, while the book of Acts is not a complete history of the early church, it does give us a lot of insight about how the gospel message was spread in those early days. Now, hopefully, you have been reading along with me. We invited you to read through the book of Acts with us. Did anybody find the typo on the reading list? Okay, good. I see a couple head nods. So the the reading list invited you to read chapters 1 through 30 in the book of Acts. And there are only 28 chapters. (laughs) Sorry. But sometimes it's good to stay on our toes, isn't it? And the book of Acts is a book about staying on our toes as followers of Jesus. It is a story of those early disciples of Jesus in the first century, full of powerful stories that, well, we've only been able to cover a couple of them in our time of worship. But throughout this book, the message is consistent. It assures us that God's love, first and foremost, is extended to all people, and it is abundant, and it is, of course, always full of challenges, some of which we welcome and some that we don't, but all of which translate into our everyday lives. Central to the stories found in these pages is this theme of God as our initiator, right? God is our initiator. By that, I mean... Everything that we do in good faith is started or initiated by God. God is acting through the coming of the Holy Spirit at the beginning of Acts in chapter 2 at that first Pentecost. God is acting and leading in powerful moments of transformation, such as when Jewish leaders like the Apostle Paul become faithful followers of Jesus for the first time. And God is initiating over and over again when outsiders, whether it's Gentiles or eunuchs or prison guards or others, continually find hope and life in Jesus. 
God is acting through the call placed on the lives of those church's first missionaries who were responsible for the way this gospel message was spread and who, in a way then, are responsible for us even sitting here today. That's why I love the book of Acts. It is a book of action. And if you've gotten to know me even a little over this past year, I like a good adventure, and I like to be kept on my toes a little bit. And that is what the story is. It is a story about action. It's how the book starts, and it's how it ends today, too. And so today, we're going to wrap up this series by reading from the closing chapter of the book of Acts. Again, chapter 28, not chapter 30. Now, first, we need to know that this chapter starts with the story of Paul trying to make his way to Rome. It's worth noting that by this time, Paul had been imprisoned for his faith for several years. He'd been in prison in various places, but this is the story of Paul finally making his way by ship all the way to Rome, where he would remain under house arrest. And we are told in this passage that it took Paul months to get to Rome. And he went through traumatic events to do this. It wasn't just a three-month boat trip. It took that long because they had things like a shipwreck happen that were, well, not easy. A reminder, perhaps, that when we have what feels like a shipwreck in our lives, there are examples even in Scripture of getting back on track, even when it doesn't feel easy to do so. And so in the first part of the text I want to read for us today, we are told that Paul has finally arrived in Rome. And so this is the second part of of verse 14 in chapter 28. It tells us, uh, and so we, Paul and the ship, came to Rome. The believers from there, when they heard of us, came as far as the Forum of Appius and three taverns to meet us. On seeing them, Paul thanked God and took courage. And when we came into Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with the soldier who was guarding him. After traveling for months, Paul finally gets to his destination where he is told that believers came to him to bless him, to be present with him, and to share their faith with him. As a pastor, I got to tell you, people think that's backwards, right? People think that I'm the pastor, I should be sharing my faith with you, but there is nothing better than when someone comes to me and says, can I share a piece of what my faith is doing in my life? Can I offer you a word of encouragement? It is so encouraging. And I think that was true for Paul In fact, this verse tells us, on seeing them, Paul thanked God and took courage. I can only begin to imagine how Paul must have been feeling after that long, life-threatening sea journey that was so awful. And they got all that way. And for all the ways that Paul's life and faith and these letters have served to encourage others, finally here we are told he gets a word of encouragement from others simply by being surrounded by them. Because people came to want to be present with him. 
and to share their faith and encourage him. Has anybody ever needed a bit of courage or encouragement? Maybe after or during a time in your life that felt like it was particularly difficult? I know I sure have. I was reminded of a story I read many years ago um, in our Daily Bread devotional. Some of us read those. There's an author by the name of Ragnar Arlander who tells about a time when he and some friends climbed Mount Rainier. And when they reached a plateau, the group decided that they had gone far enough and it was probably time to turn back. But Arlander decided that he would continue to climb because they had one person who'd gone a little bit ahead, and so he went on ahead to find that person. And eventually he found him, sitting, gazing on a glacier, just soaking in the view. The man was ready to go back, but when he saw Arlander coming, he simply jumped up and exclaimed, well, since you've come, let's go higher. Since you've come, let's keep going. Have you ever been there when you thought, okay, we're tired together. I finally see you. We can go back now. And they're like, oh, good, let's keep going. Those events remind me of Acts 28. Because the Apostle Paul was traveling to Rome, and I know he was tired. And he meets some fellow believers, and it tells us that when Paul saw them, he thanked God and took courage. What better compliment could there be than for us to have someone say, you know, talking to you today has really encouraged me to continue on my spiritual walk. So let's keep going. Let's dig deeper. Let's go higher. The world is filled with people who are troubled or discouraged or lonely or grieving. Maybe you're one of those people today. Maybe you have been in the past. We all have struggles along our way, don't we? Of course, we never know the challenge that the people around us might be going through or what kind of day or season we're living through. Sometimes when my life is going perfect, I wake up in the morning and I just feel crummy and like I just don't want to for the world. Anybody have days like that? Even when life is good, life can be hard. And so you don't know, of course, what the people around us are going through, but I do wonder when you see people around you, What influence do you have on them? Are you inspiring others to carry on one step in front of the other, to want to go a little bit higher? Because when Paul encountered these believers that day in Rome, they probably didn't know it, but they gave him the courage that he needed to carry on. And so carry on he did. He was, we are, he was reminded in that moment, not just of what he was doing, but of why he was doing it. He was reminded of the power of one to encourage and uplift the people around him. And he was not only blessed and encouraged that day, he knew that he wanted to be that one moving into the future, too. He wanted to be the one inspiring courage in others, 
And that's why when he was placed under house arrest, Paul continued to do everything he could to encourage people around him. Even as he was living under house arrest, house arrest, mind you, for sharing his faith. Have you ever been punished for doing something and then only had it make you want to do it more? That's what Paul's doing here. That's even not just what Paul does throughout some of these stories in the book of Acts, but that is how the book of Acts closes, by summarizing Paul's ministry and by telling us that after preaching to a gathered crowd in his home one day, his home where he was under house arrest, his courageous faith continued on as it always had. These are the last two verses of the book of Acts. I'm going to start in verse 30 and read chapter, uh, verses 30 and 31. Um, it says, He lived there two whole years at his own expense and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. There Paul was, living in Rome under house arrest. I'm a little baffled by that. Can you tell? I keep saying it. Under house arrest, and he's somehow not only not discouraged by what many would call limiting circumstances, but instead he also works on his hospitality as it tells us that he welcomed all who came to him. All who came to him. Now, I don't know about you, but... I'll welcome all who want to come to the church, but my home, sometimes you just want to close your door and be home alone, right? All who came to him, he says, are welcome. And when they got there, he not only welcomed them, but it tells us he proclaimed the gospel with his words and with his actions and with his teachings. As verse 31 tells us that he was proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that in itself is pretty impressive, right? From this position of being under house arrest for sharing the gospel, he does just that in the midst of his punishment, as if to stick it to him a little, right? But he wasn't just teaching. He wasn't just welcoming folks. He was doing these things, as it tells us, with all boldness and without hindrance. With all boldness and without hindrance. I wonder what are we doing without hindrance? Or to ask it another way, are there things in your life that are hindering you? What kinds of things maybe are we a little shy about or lacking boldness where it would be good for us? Or maybe we need a little bit of courage or a bit more trust in God, believing and trusting and leading in such a way that shows people near and far that we know God will always continue to provide a way even where it seems like there's no way. Paul encouraged others to do this, to share about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. 
These words reflect this primary theme we've seen over the last several weeks reading through the book of Acts, that believers in every place are about to proclaim the gospel without hindrance, thanks to God's enabling and initiating and that we would do so without letting anything hinder or stop us. Not these real threats of danger and death like a shipwreck on the way. Not punishments or naysayers, because those naysayers, they're just so frustrating sometimes, aren't they? We've all hit those too. There's not fines or punishments or naysayers, not even house arrest when you can no longer go out. And it's not like they had smartphones back then. Paul encouraged people and said, come to me and I will share with you this good news. There is nothing that could stop him. And so I ask you again today, what hinders you? What holds you back from sharing the gospel with your friends or your neighbors, or our community. Because today, my hope and my prayer is that we would all move a little bit closer to that answer truly being nothing. Nothing can stop me from sharing this love of God with all I need. Nothing can stop me because today is a day of new beginnings and of faithful risk-taking and of radical welcome. Today, as we celebrate that we welcome our new pastor, Pastor Abigail, and we celebrate our freedom and our independence in this country that we love, we also get to go out from this place with renewed courage and encouragement as we know that God is with us here in this place and that God will be with you wherever you go from here too. That means God's going to be sitting right alongside you when you're out having a great time at the lake watching the fireworks tonight. It means that God is with you when we hit the road. It means that God is with us when we meet the neighbors that we adore and that maybe we don't. God is with you. And God wants you to be a source of encouragement to others you meet. But we can only do that if we don't let anything keep us from living with that kind of boldness, the kind of boldness that lets us encourage people around us. Friends, may nothing stop you from living into that kind of bold faith. May nothing stop you from inviting the people around you to know God in large and small ways alike. And friends, I want you to know that's not just a hypothetical invitation today. I want to hear your stories. Remember how I said at the beginning that a word of hearing how your faith is living into your life is a great encouragement to me? If I might be so bold, what if I said, I want each and every one of you to do one bold thing this week and to report it back to myself or to Pastor Abigail so that we too might be encouraged by your faithfulness. Maybe you want to do something like commit to praying more diligently for someone in your life whom you know needs it. Maybe there's someone who's been on the fence about joining you and coming to church, and what they really need is for you to say, I'll be there, I'm picking you up at 945. Be ready, because I'm coming. And then you just knock on that door until they answer next week, right? Maybe it's someone that just wants you to take them to coffee and to see the love of God by your presence. 
Maybe it's someone who's longing for community and you can bring them along when we have our summer party next week and share in community and fellowship and a meal not only of community, but also of those wonderful burgers that I know our guys are going to make. Maybe you know another way that someone needs a bit of encouragement. Whatever that opportunity is that presents itself to you, This day, this week, throughout this lifetime, my hope and my prayer is that you would embrace these opportunities anew so that you might shine the light of Christ with boldness and without hindrance to all that you meet. So that as you do so, you might become the kind of influence on others you meet that lets them take heart and be encouraged or to say those words that encourage me. You know, since you've come, let's go a little higher. Friends, let's pray together. God, we thank you for your assurance that you are with us in all times and places. We thank you for the courage of your earliest followers, and we ask, God, that you would continue to pour that courage into our lives, helping us to be your hands and your feet and your joy and your encouragement to all that we meet. In the name of Christ Jesus, your son. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information on our church calendar, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.